Welcome to the Dry Bones Ministries podcast. Each week, we'll bring you inspiring homilies and powerful stories from real Catholics, all about the truth, goodness, and beauty of Christ and His Church. If you're interested in supporting the work that we're doing, you can visit drybonespgh.org or follow us on social media at drybonespgh. Thanks for joining us. We hope that you are reminded of how much the Lord loves you and that you hear His invitation for you to come to life. Happy New Year again, everybody. How many of you are ready to leave uh, 2020 behind? It's like, yes, a new year. <laughs> Clapping, that's fine. Folks, I love, uh, this is a, the privilege of living in time is that all, things can begin anew, right? I spoke about this the other night when I was in Sacred Heart. The privilege of living in time is that we can have a new moment. We can begin a new, a new. Literally, we can begin a new day when we wake up every morning. When we go to confession, we're objectively totally made new. When we have another year, another birthday, right? What do we do? We begin a new year of our birth. That's a privilege that we get that not even the angels in heaven get. We begin anew, and we need to begin anew sometimes. Amen? We have a new year, right? One of my favorite psalms is Psalm 149. It says this, sing a new song to the Lord. Sing a new song. We need to sing a new song in 2021. Amen? Whatever the old song that you sang last year was, we want to sing a new song. We want to start new, right? In 2020, if you sang a song of, I don't know, complaining and bitterness, let 2021 be a song of gratitude. If you sang a song of fear and anxiety in 2020, sing a new song, right? Sing a song of trust. If you sang a song of discouragement and despair, sing a new song of hope. That's what we got to do. We got to sing a new song. What the psalmist is talking about is a new song of our lives. What's the song that your life has been singing? Do other people want to join it? Is it attractive? Is it beautiful? Here's the thing, folks. We can't just sing a new song by trying really hard, right? It's like our New Year's resolutions, right? I've been like trying to lose weight for the past 14 years, right? Thanks for laughing. It's not working out. I pre- appreciate it. Well, Father Jeff loves mega stuffed Oreos, right? So every time I open the cover, it's like a new stack of Oreos. I'm like, I might as well eat seven of them. It's a good, you know, it goes away really quickly, our New Year's resolutions. And the same thing, we can't just sing a new song, right? By picking our bootstraps and trying to be people of hope. That's what the world's crying out. The world today is crying out this love, peace, unity, joy, but they want it all apart from God. And it doesn't work. That's called secular humanism. We can't just create unity on our own. We can't save ourselves. We need a savior. Amen. The most important New Year's resolution you can make this year, and this sounds, I don't know, cheesy or something. It's your faith. It's your faith. The most important relationship in your life is not with your spouse. It's not with your kids. The most important relationship in your life, and you know this, is with Him. Amen? If you get this right, then you get this right. And if you get this right, then the relationships around you can be right. But if you get this wrong, then this is wrong, and all this is wrong. See, our problem is this. We start here. It's not about this first off. It's about this. If we get this right, then we got a chance of getting this right, which gets this right. You guys are like, this is charades. How's your relationship? 
What's your New Year's resolution for faith? Simple folks. The rosary. Pick up the rosary again. A decade of the rosary every day. Maybe you're like me. You're late to everything, including Mass. You guys see me running in at like 8.58. I'm like, I'm going to make it. You know, like, Maybe a simple New Year's resolution for you is you arrive five minutes early to Mass. Five minutes early. Maybe you come and you sit and you pray for five minutes before Mass starts. One of my priest buddies gave me one time, my spiritual director for Lent, for my penance. I had to arrive five minutes early to everything. It was horrible. <laughs> I got like seven speeding tickets that Lent. Maybe it's just going to confession once a month. Whatever it is, folks, New Year's resolution with your faith. You double down in your faith, what happened is your life will start singing a new song. That's what's happening at Assumption, folks. Do you see how many people are? There's not a parish in the diocese that has grown through COVID. We're growing through COVID. Isn't it fun? Isn't it fun? Anybody? Okay, there you go. That's because the new song is being sung. And the new song is attractive. And so other people are leaving their parishes and joining ours. And I'm like, yes! <laughs> We're singing a new song. Today's the Feast of the Epiphany, right? One of my buddies, Father Tim's a priest in Chicago, said last year he had a school play. The little kids were the wise men, right? And the first one came up and said, I bring you gold. Next one said, I bring you myrrh. The last one came up, put his gift on the thing, said, Frank sent this. <laughs> Here's what I'm struck by on the Feast of Epiphany. I'm struck by the contrast between Herod and the Magi. Do you notice how different their reaction is? Herod and the Magi. If you guys have ever seen the movie The Gladiator with Russell Crowe, there's a great scene at the end of the movie. The emperor, who's a weak, cowardly, fearful man, is talking to Russell Crowe, who's the gladiator, and he tells him his, his plan. He's going to fight the gladiator. And the gladiator says, you're going to fight me? Here's what the emperor says. What do you think, I'm afraid? Gladiator says this. I think you've been afraid your whole life. I think you've been afraid your whole life. Folks, that was Herod. Herod's a man who had been afraid his whole life. What, he was afraid, what was he afraid of? He was afraid of losing his kingdom. He was afraid of losing his power. He was afraid that people wouldn't like him. He was afraid that, that people would turn on him. He was afraid of being rejected. He was afraid of losing his popularity. He lived in this extraordinary fear. And so what he did with this fear in his heart, fear always affects those around us. He tried to control and he tried to manipulate and he was ruthless. He killed two of his sons. He killed his own wife. He killed his mother-in-law. Don't get any ideas. He killed, <laughs> he killed all the people around him. Caesar once said this, better to be Herod's dog than Herod's son. One of the fathers of the church wrote this about Herod. You destroyed those around you because fear was destroying your heart. I can relate. I can relate to living in that kind of fear. And I bet you can relate to it too. The fear comes, the anxiety comes, whatever the threat comes, and we run, and we run, and we distract ourselves, and we obsess, and we try and control, and we manipulate, and we do all these things. And it's all born from this fear that's in our heart. I'll never forget. I was in Ethiopia for weeks. I was serving with the missionaries of charity, and one of my buddies was with me. And he was a deacon. He was a great preacher. And I didn't let him preach. 
because I was afraid if he preached, then everybody would love him and they'd forget about me. It's like after mass here a few weeks ago, some father, the homily, the homily, I said, lay it on me. Tell me how awesome I am. I said the homily that father Jeff gave two weeks ago was amazing. I said, I hope you go back to your original parish. I never want to. Not the wise man. Not the wise man. Wise men had the opposite reaction. The wise men had the opposite reaction. They were seeking. They were searching. For what? For who? For the one that the star pointed out. This is beautiful. The word for star in Latin is sidera. Sidera is where we get our word for desire. They were searching for the one who was going to fulfill the deepest desire of their hearts. Where are you searching? Where are you searching to satisfy your heart? It's not going to come from more entertainment. It's not even going to come from the relationships in your lives. The only one who can satisfy the deepest desires of our hearts is Jesus Christ. That's what epiphany is. It's the star literally screaming and pointing, here, here's the one, the one in the crib, this little baby. But we run. We run off to our petty entertainments. We run off to our distractions. We run in fear. And the whole time Jesus is waiting, saying, it's me, it's relationship with me. And we say, we don't have time for that. I have too many YouTube videos to watch. I have too many other things to do. I don't have time to pay attention to most important relationship in my life. And so I'm going to distract myself until I finally just die. Not this year. And not my parish. Our parish, I should say. Not in this parish. I want this parish to look different than any other parish. I want it to look different. Right now it looks different. There's people here. I want it to be a place where we encounter the Lord Jesus Christ objectively, but also subjectively. And that we go out of here and that we sing a new song and people go, those people at Assumption, they don't just show up for Mass and then take off. Their lives are different than everybody else's. They're following this man named Jesus Christ. They know him. They're in relationship with him. They're on fire for love of him. You can't get in that parish. There's so many people there. That's what we want. Amen. They come to the manger, the wise men. You know how it describes them when they see Jesus? It says they're overjoyed. Don't you want to be overjoyed? They come to the manger and they're overjoyed. Why are they overjoyed? Because they've found them. All of their wise men tactics, all of their magi, it means magic. All of their other ways of trying to find joy and they finally found it. That's what happened to me in college. All my running and running and running and running and the life I was living, I almost started to describe it. I didn't want to do that. <laughs> and then I met him and I was overjoyed and I said, I'm going to give my whole life to him. Here's the last line of the gospel. This is so beautiful. It says that the wise men went home by a different route. They were changed. They sang a new song. They encountered Christ and they didn't go back the same way. They went a new way. That is, they started living with faith and with trust rather than living in fear. 
That's the invitation of Epiphany, folks. To live no more by fear, but to live by faith because we've encountered the love that overcomes our fear. Let's live that way in this new year by doubling down in our relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen? Please stand.